0: Do camels get camel toe when they wear Todd jeans? Has to be this, that's
1: to be this. Michael Bay make a film based on micro machines. Has to be this, has to be this. Helen and Dodd. Do you remember those ice lollies with uh, peas and Coca-Cola in them?
0: I, I certainly remember Boking when we talked about them <laughs> yeah. two weeks ago.
1: You're getting a physical emotion memory from that. Well, the
0: person in question, Ollie, that uh, was cited as having invented them last time... Carol
1: that- from Greenock's Sun. Yes. We dismissed him as a bit mental.
0: Who are we to know?
1: That's right, because uh, here is something we were surprised to receive indeed. Kathy in China has written into to us. Uh, she says, I am an old lady from the States living in China Teaching English. I'm
0: just an old woman. She's she's 62. That's not old anymore. Sorry, sorry, Kathy. 60 is the new 40. Uh,
1: I listen to your podcast for my entertainment.
0: Good. That is what it's supposed to be for. That's
1: what we designed it for.
0: Not punishment. Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: Three of uh, the favorite ice bars on a stick here in Yantai are green bean, cream corn, and green pea. Wow Pea ice lollies in Yantai in China She says I personally cannot bring myself to try one of these (laughs) And I've been here for 11 years
0: You must have tried some pretty unusual stuff in your time And yet pea lollies are a step too far But another listener wrote in uh, from Thailand To say they have pea lollies and yam lollies here And they're lovely
1: So, Carol from Greenock uh, What is the ethnic history of your son? (laughs) Did you have a holiday romance? Maybe he's got Asian tastes
0: (laughs) Well, another Chinese food related question from okay. david from chepstow who says i'm in a chinese restaurant and one of our meals chili shredded beef if you're interested thank you
1: i was absolutely fascinated
0: has been served in a noodle bird's nest ollie answer me this is it socially acceptable to eat the bird's nest or is it simply garnish like salad with scampi and chips i didn't hey. realize that was just garnish i thought you were supposed to eat the salad but like the carrot birds and things that used to come in chinese restaurants but yeah. i have not noticed it for years recession on you can't waste a carrot on a bird sculpture
1: <laughs> i know what he means actually when he says garnish but yeah that's a funny example because mm. yeah fish and chips with a bit of lettuce i would definitely eat the lettuce yeah uh maybe they don't in chepstow uh but i know what he means it's kind of like an ice cream in a wafer cone or something where yet yeah technically the wafer cone's edible but it's not why you're buying the ice cream yeah. so i suppose in that way that's how i think of noodle bird's nest i've tried it it's not yeah. very nice is it
0: well I think the one that I had which was at a restaurant in Guildford many years ago I think it was made out of strips of bread woven together to emulate the bird's nest Okay, but I did wonder how long they'd had it and how many times they'd used it before it reached me
1: I've never considered that before.
0: I can't get that thought out of my they head. They shouldn't
1: reuse it, should they? they well, wouldn't... I suppose if it's well, something they shouldn't saucy... put felines in their food, should they? But we all know. <laughs>
0: Stand down. That some some
1: dodgy restaurants have been known in the past to do that kind of thing.
0: Our legal department cannot cope with what you're saying. <laughs> um, but I also wonder that when I'm in a Mexican place and they've got the tortilla salad bowls. Oh, don't bowls. say
1: that, Helen. That's one of my favourite things—the edible salad bowl. No one doesn't I, eat the, the the bowl, do they? What, what sort Why would of sociopath you not, what, would eat the salad and not eat exactly the Exactly, what kind of idiot orders a lovely healthy salad in a big fried bowl <laughs> and doesn't eat the fried saturated in fat if bit if you don't want the fat bit That's just ask for salad bit. just yeah. ask for a salad
0: it's because someone, someone might want to keep the bowl to wear out of the restaurant like a hat <laughs> maybe a gorgeous fried hat
1: in other countries they still do go for these kind of elaborate presentations though don't they more what, like so a than a here in the diorama. UK yeah I mean because I remember when I was in India uh, on holiday with my mate about five six years ago everyone told us don't eat meat when you're in India just have maybe fish if you're by the coast but basically just vegetables right anyway we were recommended by the family we were staying with to go to this posh restaurant and they paid for us Mm. and they suggested that we order meat uh so i ordered a chicken kiev thinking well if you're going to have a frozen meat that's something that's already been prepared like it'll be Mm. a bird's eye type chicken kiev that'll probably be all right and this thing came out (laughs) it was half cooked raw chicken mince (laughs) um (laughs) piles of it like about a foot tall
0: chicken tartare but but yeah mm-hmm.
1: but but the way they'd served it was with the mash on the outside forming the breadcrumb in the shape of a chicken with a chicken's face on wow. it
0: wow yeah. <laughs> the face of a chicken made out yeah. of mash yeah with the,
1: the, the wattle or whatever it's called yeah 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 so you had like the body was the mash and that was un- under yeah. n- under that was the raw mince, and then above that was the face of the chicken, like Chicken Run, like an Ardman chicken Kiev. <laughs> so the <laughs> p- potatoes yeah. and the plasticine. Yeah.
0: So they'd sculpted the mash. Yes. And the chicken. Was sitting on its own minced flesh It was roosting on its own decimated corpse
1: Uh, Precisely Which doesn't make you feel hungry does it as an idea
0: Raw chicken rarely makes me feel very appetised
1: And it was just very awkward Because it was a real kind of old fashioned Sort of colonial table service But you
0: thought I don't want to die this way Exactly
1: So what did you do? I actually did and I shouldn't have I wouldn't now But I did have a couple of mouthful to be polite But it did make me feel sick just looking at it I think I'd rather eat a nest of noodles Than a, a load of raw chicken yeah, that's probably <laughs> that's probably where most people stand. Me too. Uh, here's a question from uh, your namesake Martin in oh. Pasadena, California. Hey, Martin! Globe trotting episode already today. Who uh, he says Helen? Answer me this: What are book tokens?
0: <laughs> it's
1: not a thing they have he's there. He's led a charmed life, clearly. Um, I gather from context that these are a staple of grand and godparent gift-giving in the UK. He's,
0: he's done some good deduction.
1: Uh, but he says, I've never heard of them until I started listening to your podcast. Individual bookstores in the US might have gift vouchers and such, but this seems to be a more comprehensive setup.
0: Yeah, the way we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> As if it's a thing we're constantly thinking about. We, so we
1: are still cleaving to the idea of book tokens. It's a nationwide scheme that independent and chain bookstores have signed into. So it means that by giving it, you're not telling people to go to one particular store, but you are making sure that if they're a child, they have to spend it on something that they won't consider that much fun, but their parents will think is good for them.
0: Do you know why it was set up? No, why? By Harold Raymond, uh, (laughs) who in the early 20s became distressed at a Boxing Day party because uh, of the 119 presents that his fellow guests had received on Christmas Day, only three had received books and he deduced from this that people wanted to give books, mm. but they didn't want to make the faux pas of giving someone a book they didn't want.
1: Giving the wrong books. So thought,
0: yeah. I'll invent this token, which enables people to give a book without giving a book. And it ensures that their intention as the gift giver is known because it's a book token. Yeah. So you want them to buy a book, but you want to, them to have the choice of book.
1: Now, I wonder what the, what the protocol is there. Like, if you go into Waterstones and you come out with, let's say... A desk diary with Family Guy on it, yeah. and one of those Hemingway-style notebooks. If you do that, can you can you buy those with book tokens? Well, I wonder. It's not when, a book.
0: I wonder whether that's up to the discretion of the counter mm. staff. I bet, I
1: bet some of our listeners work in bookshops and know the answer to that. Yeah,
0: let us know. Yeah. Waterstones friends, for instance, yeah. if someone says, "Oh, go on, please, let me buy this this uh, thing from the Costa coffee shop downstairs with a book token." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Do you have to what say, what say no? The most fun thing you can have is. Uh, Duncan Bannatyne's autobiography, and that's the best I can do for you, I'm sorry. Hey, hello, and Holly, it's Josh from Bournemouth. I'll ask you this, is it illegal to have fake ID with your real name and age on it? I'm trying to imagine a situation where you would need fake ID with your real age on it. Name, yes. Address, yes. Age. Surely the whole point is mm. to lie about your age.
0: I assume that he's thinking, I want a card that proves that I'm of legal alcohol-buying age or legal getting into an 18-certificate film age. But I want the but-
1: thrill of having a counterfeit document.
0: <laughs> I can't be bothered. I don't want to carry my passport around with me. Mm. I don't want to carry my driver's license around with me, slash, don't have one. What can I have? You know, in American films that we watched when we were growing up, and everyone was talking about fake ID and stuff, but what card is it that they're faking?
1: Driver's license. Obviously. Right, okay. So yeah. would they do that here? Well, the thing well, is, it's not such a big deal here. Like, when I was a kid, there were pubs that you know, and they just turned a blind eye, didn't they? Whereas yeah. in America, it's very, very strict. You have to have ID. Even if you're yeah. 40, you do get ID. Yeah, everyone's pubs. got a contact in the UK, haven't they?
0: An older sibling, yeah. say. With loose attitudes even a parent sometimes I was actually
1: very um, thrown by this morally I-, I was waiting outside a fringe theatre in Hampstead uh, for my mum to arrive we were going to see a Chekhov play
0: you needed a fake ID to get in because three <laughs> sisters was 18 certificate
1: <laughs> they didn't believe that I'd been to university scenes
0: of intense yearning and frustration <laughs> um, mild violence slash gunshots
1: <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I I was waiting outside for her to arrive and it was a nice summer's day and it happened this pub theatre to be next to a convenience store and a clearly 15-year-old boy came up to me and said, Mate... Oh, mister! (laughs) Buy me
0: some candy cigarettes! And it was was fags,
1: it wasn't booze. Mm. Will you go in there and buy me some fags? And I thought, well, he's only a year under cigarette-buying age. Secondly, he's obviously already addicted, so me buying them makes no actual difference. <laughs> You're
0: still a facilitator. And
1: thirdly, I'm not making a profit on this. I'm just buying them for him because he's not allowed, and probably normally his mum or dad or brother would buy them for You're So You're a should I do it?
0: anti-smoker, though. Yeah,
1: I am. And actually, I said no. But he was quite confrontational. Like, he was quite, you know, he had mm. nowhere else to go. And then there was... Basically, there was an awkward 10 minutes where he was standing there asking other people yeah. and I was still there.
0: If you've got a fake ID that has your real name and real age and real details, it's just not an official driving licence or something.
1: It's still illegal.
0: Because it's a counterfeit driving licence. it's license.
1: a counter- Yeah, well, exactly. It depends what it's but if, counterfeiting.
0: But if it was just a card that said...
1: If it's a Josh like, ID, exactly, yeah,
0: then it's just meaningless, essentially. That's
1: isn't right, it? but you can get that kind of thing on the internet, yeah. Something that looks vaguely yeah. official, but it's called, yeah, international human identity document. <laughs> and if you have one of those, then yeah, that's a bit kind of borderline. But if it's a fake driving license, mm. then that is yeah, a counterfeited yeah, yeah. document, and that's illegal. To be carrying it around, to order it, is to conspire in forging the document. It's all bad, basically.
0: Here's another question about age uh, from Will in Oxford, who says, "Ollie, answer me this." Who is the oldest person you've genuinely been attracted to compared to your age at the time? Oh, okay. Being attracted to Diana Rigg in The Avengers doesn't count. Her hotness as Emma Peel is a historic fact. <laughs> I'm talking about people who are already old at the time you realised you were attracted to them. P.S. A mate of mine boffed one of his mum's 47-year-old friends. <laughs> when he later told her he was 27, she was really shocked and said she never would have done it if she knew he was so young thing is he was lying he was actually 17 at the time (laughs) what
1: (laughs) thanks for that story will um Uh -uh. god so older women that were much older than me at the time i I think i've mentioned before that i had a bit of a thing for gloria Hunniford, which is odd
0: for she still looks fanciable now
1: (laughs) i'm talking about when i was say 15 and she was say 50 yeah. So that's the oldest I think I've ever gone mm. um, but, but I never really Would have actually You know If I actually got in The same room with her Could I have got a stiffy Doubt it <laughs> This is a bit of a weird One as well actually I quite like Nikki Chapman Of Pop Idol So we were mm-hmm. what Like 19 When that was on And she was probably 40
0: Yeah So that's, 20 that's, years there That's a pretty Ordinary age gap Yeah Nowadays
1: Gina Davis in the long kiss, good night. I reckon she was probably forty-two oh, then when yeah. we were fifteen. So that's yeah. good very call. youthful looking. Yeah. though. so about twenty years is the usual max.
0: When I was a, an early teen, say thirteen or fourteen, my celebrity crush was John Thor as Inspector Morse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's really old, though. What was it about him that attracted you to him?
0: Oh, I think I think it was the snowy hair, and also I think just at the time I had no interest in real relationships. Yeah. So it was purely a sex thing <laughs> but, but, but I watch Inspector Morse now And still I don't feel sexual towards him But I still think, hmm, yeah
1: I just, I just love the idea that young Helen Zaltzman Would be flicking quickly through a copy of Smash Hits Thinking, what, another picture of Nick Carter
0: Where's Inspector Morse? <laughs> he looks like he can't even grow a beard Or do a cryptic crossword <laughs> Oi! Shut up and answer me this. Come on then. Why don't you shut your ugly face? I'm not ugly, it's the condition. It's no condition, it's the ugliness. Answer me this podcast at at GoogleMail.com Answer me this podcast at GoogleMail.com Answer me this podcast at GoogleMail.com Now, thinking seriously though, go back to your own country. That's what we're all thinking, isn't it? It's what (laughs) we're all thinking. (laughs) It's got a question. I ain't got no questions. Don't look at me. Shut your mouth!
1: Here's a question from Sarah from Brisbane, Australia, who says, after six long years, I've recently graduated from medical school.
0: Well
1: done. There we are. Helen giving you a round of applause there. You only get one from me if you also qualify as an astronaut. <laughs> uh,
0: she says... She's going to have to go back to undergrad level.
1: once <laughs> well, uh, she gets a proper doctorate, I'll give her a round of applause. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, unfortunately, many friends and family now use social gatherings as an opportunity to get free advice on all manner of lumps, bumps and other socially inappropriate symptoms.
0: And you're surprised why?
1: Yeah, exactly. This is one... I was going to say drawback of the job or something, but it's not even that, is it? It's just, it is the job.
0: If you're an accountant, they'd ask you for advice about fiddling their taxes. Yeah. If you're a lawyer, they'd say, oh, I'm having a bit of trouble because my neighbour's done something to the fence. Can I sue them? Yeah, if
1: you're a podcast, they'll say... Is this- in podcasting (laughs) I'll say no no there
0: isn't actually and there's no follow up question
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll get a proper job of them Uh, she says uh, although I now have the title of doctor I would like to use my social occasions for being social not doctory.
0: Hang out with only doctors then Well
1: actually I think that is often what happens isn't it So Helen asked me this what is the best way to deal with the annoying auntie who wants advice on her vaginal prolapse during Christmas lunch
0: You could insinuate saying well oh, we don't want to talk about that do we I'm not at work at the moment and it's disgusting let's talk about you <laughs> So I kind of redirect it onto them and suggest that if you were to talk about that it would be too much of a treat for you and not a treat for them
1: What I would do if I I will use, Sarah. Is suggest that really The medical situation They've just come to you with Has implications of something Far more serious <laughs> Just look at them like Really seriously And say this just Isn't appropriate time to, to deal with a problem Of that kind of nature
0: So just ruin the party For them basically
1: And then they won't do it again Will they?
0: Or you could just say Oh I'm sorry That's not my area at all I don't know about X part of the body That's
1: true isn't it Because people who aren't it. doctors Don't really know What all those Latin words mean
0: Patient confidentiality I can't possibly tell you What's wrong with you Because it'd be Breaching your confidence Just mm. whip off to the buffet Whilst they're still thinking About what <laughs> What you said obviously if they start choking in front of you it's rude of you not to give them heimlich or something
1: <laughs> okay well here's a psychological question now from Rob from Newport uh, so if Sarah was uh, some kind of uh, doctor of the mind she might be able to solve this for him
0: but as it is you can stand down Sarah
1: <laughs> he says Helen answer me this why do people want to eat quiche is
0: that a psychological question <laughs> well, in t- your mental card well, index
1: the, the implication is that I think that he thinks people are punishing themselves with it because he says uh, quiche looks like dog sick with a crust
0: no no, it doesn't because uh, I've never seen dog sick that has slightly melted cheese on it
1: or, or slices of tomato uh, I for one refuse to ever let it into my mouth but Helen answer me this where does quiche come from and who created it
0: well it's very hard to know because eggy Substances encased in pastry have oh, been around. You know what, even
1: you just describing them like that makes me feel a bit queasy. Eggy, eggy oh, substances. No, yes. eggy substances. Yes. I don't like quiche either. I'm with Rob. I make a really delicious quiche. Don't care. Would make me sick, Martin. Uh,
0: you like omelets? Yes. You like pastry?
1: I am okay with pastry. I don't mind pies, but I prefer the filling to the pie so element of it.
0: Did you pick the pastry off? or pretend that it's toast.
1: What it is, right, is it combines the worst elements of what I like about omelettes and the worst Mm. elements of pies and puts them (laughs) in one thing that's a bit lukewarm and a bit, like, the texture, it's like the texture of cheesecake, that weird kind of flibbly-flubbly, I just, uh, just, ugh.
0: Anyway, the origins of the invention of quiche are obscure because it's been around since at least the 14th century. Uh, It's kind of classic old English dish encasing eggs in pastry and stuff. And the word quiche uh, is uh, from French and they borrowed it from German for cake.
1: This is how little I like quiche. I don't know the difference between the classic types of quiche. Like, what's a quiche lorraine? No idea. That's bacon, I think. Bacon and maybe onion. And then what's an, what is another good quiche?
0: I don't know any of the quiche names. You obviously love quiche more than I do. Ollie, because you've given them all names. Don't, don't
1: you have to label them all? Just I just name, name it lorraine. <laughs> just put some nice <laughs> ingredients. Quiche lorraine. And this is quiche fern. <laughs> this <laughs> have is you quiche and before? diamond. <laughs>
0: In this time of purse strings tightening. Internet's a smorgasbord of fabulous free things like... Showbiz news, no need for magazines Stalking your old school friends Videos of fat kids falling over Stealing films and music Sharing photos of your nan Filing your tax return But by far my favourite free thing to type Is answer me this into Skype
1: Right, time for a question from the phone line now. The number of which is. And let's see who has left a message on that line this week.
0: Hi, it's Vicky and Ellie from Edinburgh, and we would like to know where does the phrase "lie back and think of Eaton" come from when you're, having sex, when you're having sex? Obviously,
1: is it a war thing? This which war? Okay, good, Ooh, good. I like the way uh, she just came straight back at me with that. Okay, here's what I was about thinking. My <laughs> I was I was thinking the uh, Second World War. Uh
0: huh.
1: Okay, I'm imagining either it's uh, women who had been left behind in this country. Your husband wouldn't find out. You lie back. You think of England. It was kind of an ironic phrase for having sex with uh, a soldier. Right. That, that was one thought. Mm-hmm. Or possibly soldiers overseas themselves having sex with prostitutes or something. And, you know, taking stock of the fact that they were only doing that because they were overseas, because they were posted for their country. That's what I was thinking.
0: Well, there is a war implication to this. It's obviously
1: none of those things.
0: None of those things. Okay. After the First World War, it was commonly bandied around because they needed to repopulate. Ah. They lost so many. That makes
1: more sense men. than all of my dirty suggestions but, about people cheating on their husbands. It's
0: a it's a much older phrase than that. It was cited in the 1912 Journal of Lady Hillingdon, where she said, "When I hear his steps outside my door, I lie down on my bed, open my legs, and think of England. Even so, if wow. he's, even if he doesn't come into the room.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty brazen, isn't it? It makes sense that for a lady who may be especially within the uh, Coital arrangements of an old-fashioned marriage Where sex wasn't openly discussed May not be having a particularly satisfying time of it Yeah. Maybe focused on the future generations
0: Well, she was Lady Hillingdon So she probably thought, lie back, think of England Specifically the large tracts of land Which uh, yeah, my that... husband will bequeath to me
1: Exactly, and yeah, that we're going to produce a squire for
0: Yeah, uh, but it's a much older phrase than that anyway A lot of people credit it to Queen Victoria But I don't think she would say anything so she vulgar She would
1: never lie back in her life, can you imagine?
0: Well, also, she, seemed, she, she was quite keen, wasn't she? She and Albert had quite a lively relationship yeah,
1: but I imagine if even in the context of that, she was probably on some sort of wire so she could stay seated.
0: But anyway, I think the phrase did originate in the Victorian era and I think it was part of the the wisdom that was inflicted on innocent young girls before they got married to kind of make them understand what they were expecting mm. from marital congress. And it was often also accompanied with the phrase, whatever happens... Remember, it happened to the Queen. (laughs) Well, here's a question from Preston, who says, I seem to remember that the BBC used to have a policy that all of their weather forecasters actually had to be meteorologists. Answer me this, was it true and is it still true? Because some of the newer weather people are very young and attractive and I sometimes find myself doubting their meteorologist credentials. Look, beautiful young women can also be clever and qualified.
1: Yes, although, well, okay... The ones that you see on Sky News, for example, where they have actually dumped their qualified meteorologists. But she's
0: a lovely Irish blonde lady. Oh, good lord, yes.
1: (laughs) They are qualified journalists, but they're not necessarily meteorologists. So
0: they haven't got their own weather station on the roof of the Sky Building in Austerley.
1: Precisely so. Um, However... Uh, The BBC do still use the Met Mm Centre. And if you work at the Met Centre as a a broadcast journalist, you are a meteorologist first and a broadcaster second. So yes, everyone on the BBC still is a meteorologist, even the young and pretty ones. That said, it's a bit like people getting into Oxford because they're really good rowers, isn't it? I'm sure... Is it? I'm sure that there have been situations where a BBC News producer has dialed up the Met office and said... Look, we've got this uh, 21-year-old bit of hot stuff coming down. (laughs) Can you qualify her as a meteorologist, please, so that she can do the weather? Yeah. Um, So surely it it must be the case that they might be choosing the more attractive end for the presenters, which, you know, I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying it just probably happened.
0: Live TV. Mm. That was topless weather, wasn't it?
1: Uh, It was... Oh, now, let's see. They had the news bunny and they had topless darts. I don't know if they had topless weather. Was
0: it weather on a trampoline?
1: That sounds quite plausible.
0: They were probably qualified meteorologists, though, weren't they? <laughs> I like
1: the one they used to have where the guy, there was that guy called Fred or something running around like a sort of giant, island. On the This Morning yeah, weather map? Yeah, that was good. That's, like yeah. in the Liverpool docks. Now,
0: that is very misleading, Martin. I've been to look at that island. It's not very a, big, is it? You know, the, the, the map looked like it had these incredible miniature landmarks on it. Hmm. It was just two-dimensional. Just bits of card propped up.
1: Oh, oh wow. Very disappointing. The thing is, with that, Kind of like on Countdown, where you're hoping that one day it's going to say wanker, but you know that if ever it did, it wouldn't actually get broadcast, it yeah. would just end up on YouTube. With, with This Morning, because it's live... Presumably the whole point of the weather map was is that one day he'd fall in, right? Yeah,
0: I'm sure he did in. Did he ever fall in. fall in? Check YouTube. But you
1: see, I bet if he fell in, he fell in sort of half on purpose, like when Peter Simon used to fall over yeah. at the end of Double Dare he every prob- week. He probably gun.
0: thought, I want everyone to laugh at something I was saying, not just going, All right,' and then returning to eating a cake with Vanessa Phelps. <laughs> <Yeah>, but
1: <laughs> but you, you'd want him to fall over in a really spectacular way when he was trying to look efficient, wouldn't you? That's the thing. That's the joke. When, That's what we wanted to see. And
0: when he had an outfit that looked particularly funny, wet, a lot of people aren't going to understand what we're talking about no, it used to be the case on a daytime morning show they did the weather by making a middle aged man walk around a giant polystyrene map he didn't just walk around he was running he was leaping around different parts of the country if, showing off other different features if it was raining as it almost certainly was half the time mm. it would have been very slippery it would have he probably had to wear spikes
1: and yet I don't recall ever seeing him fall I'm going to look on YouTube we'll see, see if he's fallen in
0: he drowned <laughs> 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 he, he drowned off the coast of East Anglia
1: <laughs> i'm humphrey and on the twitters i follow at helen and ollie i should clarify when i say at i i don't mean the preposition at i mean one of those a's with a surrounding circle the sort that used to designate
0: the place of foot. Per foot. Here's a question from Megan from North Walsham, who says My friends and I went to a club. Oh yeah. At the bar. An old school acquaintance struck up a conversation with me. It was his birthday, and he asked me to dance.
1: <laughs> this setup is not good already.
0: I accepted, and we moved to the dance floor, where he rubbed up against my leg to some terrible rap style music. This seemed quite a good idea at the time. After a drunken kiss, he tried to whisper something to me. Though being quite drunk and unable to understand his lisp...
1: (laughs) I told you this didn't sound good.
0: (laughs) I had to ask him to repeat it. At this point, he produced what he must have thought was the best chat-up line in history. Are you getting gooey? Oh. Uh, Oh! Very graphic. Really? Very graphic.
1: I suppose we think of cabbage cream eggs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in your pants. Actually,
1: how do you eat yours? Would be a better chat-up line. Than that.
0: <laughs> Needless to say, this sobered me up quite quickly. I made some lame excuse and ran away. Ollie, please answer me this: How in any way did he think that was going to work? There is not enough alcohol in the world to excuse that kind of line.
1: Uh, Well, this is a guy that is apparently by himself on his birthday And then hitting up old school acquaintances And is obviously really pissed Maybe you were the 10th girl he tried it on that night Maybe he thought Well, it didn't work when I tried to be nice It didn't work when I said Do you want to come back to mine So I'll just go straight for a line I've seen in porn That seems to work And
0: he probably thought he was in Because you'd let him rub up against you And kiss you Maybe he thought Well, it's now or never at least this I'm not going to be wondering afterwards whatever answer she gives is going to be very firmly in one of only two (laughs) camps there's not any kind of oh well you'll have to wait and see
1: (laughs) I suppose yeah there's no second way of taking it is there even here
0: is another misbegotten chat up line uh, in a question from Sam in Paris who says I sent a sexy text by mistake to my mail boss oh good god which was intended for my husband saying Kisses on your luscious plums No
1: Oh oh, wow That could be taken both ways as well
0: (laughs) Answer me this Have you sent an embarrassing text or email by mistake? Make her feel better Ollie You must have really messed up in your time Surely
1: I've never sent a sex text by mistake no
0: They've all been intended
1: (laughs) (laughs) Closest that I've come to that with a phone Is when I used to work at ITV I was Mm. once looking after a guest uh, Who was a complete quack whose thing was that they could tell your fortune by looking at your toenails. (laughs) <laughs> and I, you know, in the nature of these things as, as a TV researcher Had to have a very kind of heart-to-heart Serious interview with her on the phone mm. And, you know, I was the whole time giggling To my mate sitting next to me, right And all day um, We were kind of sending each other parodies Of this woman's style Of, uh, you know, seeing the future through toenails So like, oh, Keani Reeves He's got a bit of dirt under his second toe That means that he's going to meet a woman Who was born on a Friday or whatever Yeah. And, uh, it's niche Yeah, that evening I sent a really, like, nasty one. And I I did that thing where you send it to the person the text about oh. instead of the person the text is meant for. I just didn't know what to do about what it. What did you do? Um, I just left it. She was keen to be seen to be the sort of gregarious guest. Yeah. So she texted back, ha, ha, ha. Can't wait to see you tomorrow <laughs> Good one Oh, Poor woman Yeah But and, I was like Now she knows That all of my mock politeness was Has gone to shit She knows that I'm laughing At her behind her yeah, back Basically and, and
0: next day She gave you a toenail reading Yeah it says You're going to be set fire to yeah. And you're going to die horribly
1: <laughs> Yeah cancer at 25 That's what I'm seeing for you um, So yeah That was pretty mortifying But at least that was um,
0: At least that was justified Because they are a quack Because she was a quack And it was a
1: professional contact That I only actually Did need to be nice to For a 24 hour period it's a, anyway it's a shame
0: that you sent that text on the wrong side of that 24 hour period
1: <laughs> um, exactly uh, whereas if it's your actual boss and you say lick my luscious plums or whatever well, it was
0: yeah that that is awkward I don't know how you get out of that Martin did a, an unfortunate email to his actual yeah. boss and it's kind of our fault
1: a very long time ago we had an answer to this couplet at the beginning of the show which said um, um,
0: Is this mole on my back looking malignant? Oh, yeah. Is, is it, it, melanoma
1: it melanoma or, or just excessive, excessive pigment? pigment? Yes, I remember that one. No, which my- I thought was really funny and when I was in my work uh, at the uh, a cancer related job <laughs> I sent Helen an email going hee 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 melanoma in response... <laughs> in response to that and of course I didn't send it to Helen, I sent it to my fucking boss oh my god and it, I, that was I think that's probably the most Sorry, most sorry, sorry. moment you, of my you are working as a cancer scientist and yes. you sent to your boss an email that said he he melanoma yeah that wins yeah that's, <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> it's hope, next level
0: well I hope I hope <laughs> I hope you're feeling better Sam so in Paris the rest of you do please uh, tell us about these mistakes you've made or, or send us an email entirely on purpose with a question in it for a future episode And our email address, and also our telephone number, and our Skype ID are all listed on our website, AnswerMeThisPodcast.com.
1: And really, nothing you send there can be a faux pas because even if it's not intended for us, we will find it funny and we will read it on there. So please go ahead and entertain us. Uh, And we'll see you next week. Bye.
0: Bye!